welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. China's labor market is making the transition from one that heavily relies on manufacturing to one that houses more service-oriented jobs. Skilled multilingual professionals with international savviness are being highly sought after, and HR leaders that can function across two cultures, the companies and the local markets, are becoming imperative for continued organizational growth. Farrarin Roish, Global Senior Vice President of Human Resources for Global Supply Chain at Schneider Electric, discussed HR practices and challenges within Greater China earlier today. Thanks for joining us, Farrarin. Tell us a bit about your career background with Schneider Electric. Well, um, I had the, the chance to work in, in, in different countries, in different regions of the world, and also in different functions. Uh, so I've been in finance jobs, I've been in supply chain leadership positions, and finally in the last years in, in HR positions. And let's say today is, um, is a great fit, if you want, for this kind of global job where I can combine my previous experiences, both from a functional point of view and geographical point of view. So you're based in Singapore at the moment, doing the global senior vice president role for the supply chain business. Tell us about the, I guess, the dimensions of the supply chain business in terms of employee headcount, and you know what portion of Schneider Electric that makes up. Well, today Schneider is a 25 billion euro company with almost close to 200,000 employees. Out of them, global supply chain is a hierarchical organization that has a budget around uh, 13 billion euros and in that case close to 70,000 employees. So roughly we are almost half of the company if you want in terms of economical impact and also employee headcount. Very, very, very interesting, especially in this part of the world. And tell us, uh, what are some of the key challenges facing um, Schneider Electric and I guess the HR function in China right now? And I guess that's the topic for today's discussion. Sure. Well, as you know, today I'm based in Singapore, but before that I had the opportunity to be located uh, four years in China. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about China and, and the market challenges there. As you know perfectly, the, 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 I would say that the, the key challenge that we have today in terms of uh, competencies management, in terms of people management, is, is sometimes, if you want, the, the scarcity of some specific competencies with some specific level of maturity, and also sometimes with the right price, if you want. One of the challenges is sometimes we find the right competencies are probably in a, at a high price. So how to how to handle your all your strategies around employee branding, attraction, retention, level engagement, uh, career development, it's really part of our current challenges, but not obviously not only us, but the, uh, the, the, the biggest part, if you want, of the companies that we're operating in that market. Some of that is very interesting because obviously you have now, I think probably for the last five years, had your chief human resources officer based out of Asia and several other key global positions as well. Has this helped you know, paint a um, brighter story for a multinational company um, in somewhere like China from a, from a career transition and impact standpoint for talent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the simple answer is yes, absolutely. Not only the chief HR officer, also the chief supply chain officer, the head of strategy for the company, the, the CEO. We have all these positions today located in Asia. Our our leadership team, starting with the CEO and the, let's say the first two layers of the organization, we are pretty balanced in terms of location from a geographical point of view. Almost one third will be located in North, in the Americas. 
uh, a bit more of one third will be located in Europe, smart, and then the rest will be located in Asia. That gives us the opportunity to work and to have different global hubs around the globe. And with that, we create opportunities for people to join the company in a specific hub, in a specific region of the world, and from there be able to uh, access to career opportunities uh, without moving out of this hub. So for people that do not have mobility or worldwide mobility, that's a great opportunity in terms of career development since they can grow up and build a global career without moving out of these global hubs. So yeah, it's certainly one of one element of attraction and retention for for us that we use with some of our talents. Since you've been in China, I guess this region, how obviously you were in China, you know, for that four-year period. How have you seen the, the the Chinese market changing from a talent perspective? Well, since Chinese market, as you know, well, not probably the the answer for the last eighteen months is a bit different. But we saw the the Chinese market uh, growing with in terms of the amount of uh, senior and qualified profiles. We saw that growing in a really fast way in, in the in the last six seven years. Um, what we saw as a result of that is uh, a continuous pressure, if you want, or continuous increase on on the prices on uh, on some of these qualified profiles. And also we saw uh, uh, an increased pressure, if you want, on the need to really to have uh, the best um, uh, strategies in terms of not only attracting but retaining people by providing them the right opportunities. We saw a generation of Chinese executives that they wanted to grow up really quickly and they were really ambitious in terms of how they were uh, thinking about their own development and also their, their remuneration that was supposed to be associated to that. Um, I don't know if you want me to, the, to, to detail on some of the specific things that we put it on place. Yeah, that'd but, be really uh, interesting to hear from. Yeah, I don't know. For example, uh, we, we put we, we targeted if you want. We, we targeted obviously uh, different actions depending on the profiles that we were looking for. I can tell you about some successful initiatives, for example, that we drive in, ter- in terms of employee branding recognition, where we did a huge job, um, for example, with universities. Partnering with universities, creating uh, programs for uh, uh, attracting young graduates with specific, for example, rotational plans in the first 24 months in order to help them understand that we were the best option for them just when they were leaving the, uh, the university. We can talk also, as I mentioned before, about this idea of global hubs where we've been progressively building global functions. I can tell you, for example, I know, um, in Shanghai, we've built building global teams, for example, for commodity management in terms of purchasing, where we have providing opportunities, in that case, to professionals from purchasing to be able to grow up without the need of, of, of going to other parts of the world. We've been also uh, creating some programs for not only rotating them through different functions and within the Chinese market, but also providing them opportunities out of China, which we believe this is one of the lacks uh, that we have today in, the, in, the, in China's market, right? This lack of uh, really of a senior population that they have not only in that case Asian experience, but experience in the Western world. So we've been really, we've been trying to define some measures or some initiatives that are going to be helping us first to attract them and then later, obviously, to retain them. Uh, you know, taking or, or encouraging um, the Chinese to be outside of China, um, Hong Kong, or even be it in Europe or, or North America, um, has has that trend been increasing or have people been more likely to sort of remain in the market and want to do their jobs from there? I would say yes, yes. 
Um, yes, it's increasing, uh, but uh, yes, people tend to remain. So unfortunately, it's not increasing as much as it should. Uh, there obviously there are some cultural uh, topics there. There's some top cultural constraints, uh, which I guess probably we, if we think about that, I know probably 20, 25 years ago, it's, it's exactly the same situation that we had in the time when the Western world, when we were trying to to bring people in that case uh, more towards the, the east, right? So we're living exactly the same situation. I think we need a new generation of, of people going outside, discovering in that case. Uh, what is the value that is bringing to their career, the, brand, the value they would bring to the companies, for them start um, evaluating that as a more, if you want, a more uh, serious option for them in terms of career development. I think we are lacking uh, a bit on there. We are progressing, certainly, but probably the rhythm is not still not what we need today. Um, certainly, as I, coming back again to the idea of the halves, that is helping. But this is not only the, the, the only part that we have to do it. We have progressively more in young generations, people doing, for example, the MBAs, either in, know, for example, in UK, in France, in United States. But it's more in this generation. If we talk about the generation of people that already has 15, 20 years experience, it's uh, our success rate, if you want, to bring these people outside of Asia, or in that case, specifically outside of China, we have not been so successful as we have been with other kind of initiatives. At a global leadership team level, Farhan, uh, what are you feeling is the, um, I guess, the focus um, on China? Some companies are really talking a lot at a global leadership team around China, you know, as a key as a key market globally that really is getting all their attention. Is that the case now um, in Schneider Electric? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The answer is yes. I can tell you, for example, from a business point of view, China is one of our top two markets in a worldwide basis, one of our top two countries. Specifically, um, we are also look, uh, building uh, global functions, uh, not only for supply chain. Uh, I can mention also, for example, IP or R&D or some others. So really, absolutely, is one of the key areas for us uh, for focus, uh, not only from a country perspective, you want addressing local needs of business development, but also looking more for global business uh, aspects and building global competencies in that case, serving not only China market, but serving the world. And final question, you know, what's your advice to global leaders, global HR leaders managing China? Um, what are your top tips? <laughs> That's a pretty good question. I, I would say the two, two different answers, right? Um, if we're talking about the global leader, which is from the Western world, and it's located in China, and in that case also has responsibility in China market, my first recommendation, and the obvious one, is obviously is to do a cultural immersion. It took me quite a while, if you want, to, to, to understand some of the dynamics and some of the cultural topics that really have an impact later on the performance, if you want, in the company. So my recommendation would be to, to do that as soon as possible. Then obviously um, build the right team, and when I mean building the right team is something I I I, I really uh, experience myself is specifically for the HR function, specifically in China, the level of maturity is growing really fast. Every time more we have some HR professionals with them, their technical knowledge, their functional knowledge in some of the fields is extremely good, uh, but they have been educated. If you want for with a completely different cultural mindset that the the guys that we came like like me from the western world right so we need we need to be sure that we're building the teams we try to build the teams with the right balance of 
uh, these people with the right professional technical skills that understand the, the Chinese market really well, but also at the same time we need to bring some others which have already some previous experience in the Western world. So it's a question of you going first of immersion uh, as soon as possible, and the second one with the right balance on the team, uh, how, uh, being sure that you're building this team with the right uh, mix of uh, cultural sensitivity, if you want. Good, and that was Farhan Rorish, Global Senior Vice President of Human Resources for Global Supply Chain at Schneider Electric, discussing HR practices and challenges within the China market. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.